NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Tonight, the Hollywood writers' strike on the verge of coming to an end. Sources telling NBC News an agreement has been made. The two sides are just hammering out the language. Why artificial intelligence is one of the final sticking points. And how quickly will your favorite shows be back on the air? Celebrations at Mission Control after a historic NASA first. This capsule plunging back to Earth, carrying samples taken directly from an asteroid. The secrets of the universe it may help unlock. For the first time in history, we brought goodies back home from this kind of object. Thousands without power along the East Coast after the remnants of Tropical Storm Ophelia took down trees and flooded streets and the new storm threat developing. The moment Border Patrol agents cut this barbed wire fence open to let more than 100 migrants in, why it may have saved their lives. Washington hurtling toward a possible government shutdown, what it will mean for everything from social security checks to airplane safety, and the record-shattering run, the woman who just made marathon history. This is NBC Nightly News with Kate Snow. Good evening. As we come on the air this Sunday night, there are strong signals that the writer's strike affecting so many of our favorite shows and movies may finally be coming to an end. NBC News has new reporting tonight on just how close to a deal the two sides are and the details that still need to be hammered out before there's a final agreement. The Writers Guild and the major studios have been meeting for hours today after a lengthy session on Saturday, too. There's incentive to find a deal. In August alone, the entertainment industry lost 17 thousand jobs related to the writer's strike and the parallel actor's strike that started in July. If the writer's strike ends, late night talk shows could come back almost immediately, but it could be longer before scripted shows return. Here's NBC's Chloe Malas. Tonight, Hollywood's 146-day writer's strike could end at any moment. What do we want? Two sources familiar with the negotiations telling NBC News the two sides have come to an agreement, but are still haggling over language in the deal. The Writers Guild and the AMPTP, which represents Hollywood streaming services and studios, including NBC Universal's parent company Comcast, met for the fifth straight day of negotiations. Sources saying the holdup with the deal is language around artificial intelligence. Writers fearing that AI technology could take over script and story writing duties and cut them out of jobs. Other sticking points, sources say, have been resolved, like residual payments for streaming shows and higher wages. We have seen in the past 10 years a massive shift in the way things work in this industry, streaming becoming the predominant platform being but one of them. And so to make a 21st century deal, in many ways, they had to lose some of the 20th century labor relations methods they were using. If a deal is reached with the WGA, late night shows like Jimmy Fallon's and Seth Meyers on NBC could make a reappearance within days. Same with daytime talk shows like The Drew Barrymore Show and The Jennifer Hudson Show. 
But SAG-AFTRA, which represents over 100,000 actors, is still on strike. You're not going to see anyone in front of a camera until the actors union make their deal. Then you're going to have to see a ramp up. And that could go anywhere from about three weeks to about six weeks to get scripts in place, to get productions up and running, and then get those productions starting and then see things being filmed. That really starts impacting the summer blockbuster season for 2024, which can be a big, big hit to the studio's bottom line. And Chloe's with me here now. And there's another major sign that things could be wrapping up. Yes. Yeah, so the big Hollywood heavyweights, those executives that run the studios, they were not at the negotiating table today or yesterday, which is another sign that we are inching closer to a deal hopefully coming today. Chloe Malas, thank you so much for that reporting. It was an historic first for NASA today when a tiny capsule plummeted back to Earth. Inside it, samples taken directly from an asteroid. Scientists hope it could shed light on the origins of the universe. Liz Kreutz has more. It's an out-of-this-world journey, seven years and four billion miles in the making. The FRC has entered the Earth's atmosphere. Tonight, NASA's first ever sample from an asteroid has touched down on Earth. Touchdown. The space capsule carrying the precious sample entering the atmosphere Sunday morning, traveling at more than 27,000 miles an hour, reaching temperatures of more than 5,000 degrees. At this point, we've entered in over San Francisco. Eventually landing in the Utah desert. Seeing it just sitting perfectly on the desert floor, hard to articulate what that means after so, so much uh, put into this mission. Inside the capsule, a half-pound sample of rocks and dust collected from an asteroid called Bennu, which scientists say could one day crash into Earth. It also may hold important clues to the origins of our solar system. So why this asteroid? What's so special about this one? We think of asteroids as pristine time capsules from the very, very early formation of our solar system. We hope to learn more about the building block material that made our own planet billions of years ago. Liftoff of OSIRIS-REx. The mission began in 2016, the spacecraft traveling years to reach the asteroid 200 million miles away from Earth. It was a challenging feat to do. The asteroid surface is kind of like a rubble pile, which we didn't expect. It's kind of like if you were to stand on a children's ball pit, you would fall right into that ball pit. Despite challenges, success. Finally, back on Earth, today's scientists retrieving the charred capsule, anxiously waiting to unlock the secrets held inside. And Liz joins us now. Liz, this is so cool. Getting these samples to Earth was just the first part, though, of this mission, right? Yeah, Kate, that's right. The sample will be sent to the NASA Johnson Space Center for examination. As for the spacecraft, after it dropped the capsule off, it turned around and went back out for another mission to a new asteroid. Kate? Liz, thank you. Thousands of people are without power along the East Coast tonight after the remnants of tropical storm Ophelia downed power lines and flooded streets. And the storm isn't over yet. Antonia Hilton is tracking it all. Tropical storm Ophelia lashing the eastern seaboard, flooding streets and parking lots before weakening to a post-tropical cyclone. Thousands of homes and businesses still in the dark across North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland and New Jersey. After winds of up to 70 miles an hour damaged power lines. An investigation underway in Pennsylvania after a home exploded when a tree fell, potentially causing a gas leak. The aid and emergency management planned for this, and they were able to evacuate uh, a home that cares for elderly and people with special needs. 
The storm dumping almost nine inches of rain in parts of North Carolina and more than five in parts of Virginia. Nearly nine million people under coastal flood alerts. It's been very rough and, and this wind here is killing me. I mean, I, I think it's a 20 mile an hour wind. Yes, yeah, so not quite as long as Jeff Mason, a Long Island park director, says the growing threat of storms has changed the nature of his job. About 60 percent of the job is prepping and thinking about the new challenges that are you know, ahead of us. Ophelia will camp out in the south for the next 24 hours, but its remnants will be felt into the Monday morning commute with winds up to 35 miles per hour and the risk of flash floods. And Antonio is with us now. So after Ophelia moves out, it looks like there could be another one right behind. That's right, Kate. Now all eyes are on another storm, Philippe, making its way off the coast of West Africa. It's expected to strengthen in the coming days, but projections have it staying east of the U.S., Kate. All right, Antonia, thank you. House Republican leadership was working through this weekend trying to avert a government shutdown, but the deadline is now less than a week away and there are still strong divisions within the GOP. Monica Alba has the latest. Time is running out tonight for Congress to avoid a government shutdown, now just six days away. Speaker McCarthy expressing optimism despite no outward signs of progress this weekend. I think we're able to work through this at the end of the day, get there. House Republicans who control the process are divided on a path forward. Conservative hardliners pushing for deeper cuts, not backing down today. This dysfunctional Washington cannot continue. That's why folks like me, I'm, you know, we're sticking to our guns and all of a sudden we're the bad guys because we want to balance our budget. Even threatening to oust the speaker. That would be something I would look strongly at. President Biden Saturday slamming those hard right Republicans. Funding the government. It's one of those basic responsibilities of Congress. And it's time for the Republicans to start doing the job America elected them to do. There are some efforts to avert a shutdown. Some moderates in the GOP have pledged to work with Democrats. So we're going to do whatever we need to do to do our job to keep the government open. Our district wants us to keep America running. If the government does shut down, federal employees and service members won't get paychecks. Food safety programs would be affected. Thousands of kids would lose access to government pre-K and national parks could close. All while essential workers like air traffic controllers will have to keep working unpaid. Think about how stressful of a job that is on the best of days. And now we'd be asking them to show up to work with the added stress of not getting a paycheck. Not impacted social security checks and mail delivery. But the list of affected services could expand depending on how long the shutdown lasts. And Monica's with us now from the White House, where they're preparing as if a shutdown is likely, Monica. Exactly. The White House has asked all federal agencies to update their contingency plans and figure out how many employees would be furloughed, acting as if the shutdown is all but certain. Kate? Monica, thank you. Still ahead tonight, the growing crisis at the border and why these Border Patrol agents cut through barbed wire to save lives. Plus, you will not believe how fast this woman ran a marathon. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.
The UN Refugee Agency, or UNHCR, responds to emergencies and provides long-term solutions for refugees. They provide aid in over 130 countries, including Ukraine, Syria, Afghanistan, and Sudan, where people are forced to flee from war and persecution at their greatest moment of need. UNHCR helps and protects refugees by providing food, shelter, medical care, and other life-saving essentials. The agency jumpstarts relief in three key ways. They transport core relief items stored in even the most remote areas of the world. They deploy expert emergency staff trained to help in crisis situations. And they transfer funds directly to support the emergency. Because of generous supporters and donors, UNHCR can scale up its response within 72 hours of a large-scale emergency. Your support helps provide life-saving aid for refugees whenever and wherever emergencies occur. Donate to USA for UNHCR by visiting unrefugees.org slash donation. We're back with the humanitarian crisis at our southern border. The mayor of El Paso, Texas, says his city is at a breaking point as more migrants cross into the U.S. And this weekend, some Border Patrol agents took drastic measures to try to save lives. Guad Venegas reports from the border. Tonight, dramatic moments at the border showing the desperation and determination from people trying to get into the U.S. Border Patrol agents making a life-saving decision, cutting the razor wire fence to rescue this group of migrants carrying young children, then pulling them out of the dangerous barrier. The group got stuck after crossing the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass, Texas, where thousands have arrived this week. Others finding ways to avoid the razor wire. So they climbed onto these containers from the river, and now Border Patrol is helping them get off. They say they want to contribute something to the United States and help their families back home. 400 miles away, the mayor of El Paso sounding the alarm. The city of El Paso only has so many resources, and we have come to what we look at a breaking point right now. A new shelter opening its doors to help as the migrants continue arriving south of the border. In San Diego, the local rapid response network stretched to capacity, saying in a statement, we cannot provide respite shelter and services to all the people seeking asylum that DHS is releasing. Amid the crisis, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas visiting the border over the weekend. Most recently, Congress has yet to act on our request for $4 billion in funding and resources with cities like Eagle Pass bracing for a wave that continues to make its way through Mexico and headed to the border. And Guad, you're saying more people are making their way to the border. Just how many are officials expecting? Kate, we think there could be tens of thousands traveling through Mexico. Just here in Eagle Pass alone, hundreds are arriving on every freight train. With those migrants telling me thousands more are waiting to hitchhike on more trains. So there's just no way of telling how many will arrive at the border, Kate. Guad Venegas for us. Guad, thank you. We're back in a moment with the major reversal across the country. Why schools are bringing back police officers on campuses. A new record was just shattered, and I mean shattered in the sports world. Ethiopia's Tigist Asefa broke the women's marathon world record today. She won the Berlin Marathon in just under two hours and 12 minutes. 
And if that isn't impressive enough, get this. She demolished the previous record by two whole minutes. It marked her second consecutive Berlin Marathon title. Congrats. Now to a new debate over police officers in schools. Many districts across the country chose to get rid of them over concerns they weren't treating students equally. But now many are bringing officers back. Priscilla Thompson on what's behind the reversal. Two lockdowns within a week at Capitol High School in Olympia, Washington. 15-year-old student was arrested. Police officers that have gone through direct training to know exactly how to best approach these students in these situations. The school board now moving to reinstate them. And they're not alone. Denver Public Schools got rid of its SROs in 2020. We begin with another shooting and another sad commentary on violence. But after two school shootings, the district brought them back this year. They've also returned to certain districts in California, Maryland, and Virginia. Not all students feel safe with armed police officers on campus. Talana Reed is on the Olympia School Board and opposes school police, even after those guns were found on campus. There are parents who say these officers do make kids safer. What do you say to them? Their children may be safer, but they are from a certain demographic and a certain group. We have just as many saying absolutely not. Research shows that black students are involved in more than 80 percent of violent police encounters in schools and students with disabilities more than 25 percent. A concern voiced by students in Olympia. I, as a student, I'm not at all comfortable with police walking the same halls as me. As parents work toward a common goal. We need to have the trust that our kids are going to a safe place. At the end of the day, it's about saving, protecting. With different solutions. Priscilla Thompson, NBC News. When we come back, there's good news tonight. The moving reason this groom asked someone he had never met in person to be his best man. There's good news tonight about the kindness of strangers and the unbreakable bond that gave one man a second chance at life and true love. Ben, you may kiss your bride. When Ben Clark and Jamie Yule got married in Iowa this month, Ben's best man was someone he'd met for the first time just the day before. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, you bet. Jan Rolfus traveled all the way from Sweden to walk Ben down the aisle. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to introduce Ben's best man, Jan Rolfus. Let's start with you, Ben. What was it like to meet? Oh, it was great. Great to meet for the first time. Um, you know, obviously wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So... Yeah, you feel it. Jan and Ben bound by a life-saving gift. More than 10 years ago and thousands of miles away, Jan was a match when Ben needed a stem cell transplant for a rare form of blood cancer. Jan had donated his stem cells through DKMS, an international nonprofit dedicated to the fight against blood disorders, a simple procedure that he says took just a couple of hours. Jan, was it difficult? No, not at all. We're proof right here that somebody somebody from Sweden can save somebody's life here in the Midwest. The two of them remained strangers until Ben reached out to Jan on email a few years back. And when Ben proposed to Jamie... Could I see those rings? 
He knew he wanted Jan standing by his side. It was pretty overwhelming. You know, we, uh, I just, you know, without him, I wouldn't be here. And that's, you know, that's what this is all about. Ben giving his best man this gift with the engraving, thank you for giving me life. I am forever grateful. Do you think you'll be connected for the rest of your lives? Oh, absolutely. What does it say about the human spirit? Sometimes, like, you can do tiny things that are just right to do. They can have a big impact. Tiny things. And a quick note, my latest edition of The Drink features 20-year-old singer Steven Sanchez. It's always about how someone got to the top. We talk about, over milkshakes, about his new album, about how his throwback sound came from listening to his grandfather's vinyl. And you'll want to hear how he ended up on stage with Elton John. It's all at NBCNews.com slash The Drink or on our Nightly News podcast. That is NBC Nightly News this Sunday. I'm Kate Snow. Stay right here for Sunday Night Football in just a few minutes. For all of us here at NBC News, stay safe. Have a great night. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.